Outside and inside the UN echo chamber today, Wednesday, September 25th, this is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Hopes rise about a possible diplomatic breakthrough between the U.S. and Iran, but Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu isn't buying it. He says all these overtures to the West, all these interviews and all these smiles mean nothing while the Iranian nuclear program marches on. Also, why Iran's only Jewish lawmaker traveled to New York with President Rouhani, and later, a window into what really goes on during the U.N.'s General Assembly. To come out of these sessions where they're talking about things like child mortality, but then to go into this, you know, after party was very entertaining because, you know, that's when people could actually enjoy themselves. Plus, would a government shutdown be so bad? Meh, says Belgium. Support for PRI's The World comes from Medtronic, celebrating 25 new global heroes, runners who didn't let a diagnosis of chronic disease end their run at the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon this October 6th. More at Medtronic.com. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Heady stuff at the United Nations this week. I mean, not just speeches, but actual progress in what could be described as a thaw between the U.S. and Iran, all in the midst of the usual serious business of diplomacy that goes on when the U.N. General Assembly gathers in New York. But did you know about the after parties that once the business is done, the diplomats let their hair down? You know, I didn't even know they had these kind of parties at the United Nations. You know, it seems like such an official building where diplomacy and and high-level meetings take place. Oh, but there is a lighter side in the world. Sonia Narang will be back in a few minutes to tell us more about that. But we got to start with those tentative signs of a thaw between Washington and Tehran. So we're still a long way from sustainable peace and both sides reaching a real deal on Iran's nuclear program. And don't forget past American warnings that the military option is always on the table. But even so, any thawing in U.S.-Iran relations has got to make it tougher for the White House to think about bombing Iran's nuclear facilities. And that, needless to say, isn't going down well in Israel, as I heard from reporter Daniel Estrin in Jerusalem. There's a whole lot of skepticism here, Marco. The prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has called the Iranian president a wolf in sheep's clothing. And he says all these overtures to the West, all these interviews and all these smiles mean nothing while the Iranian nuclear program marches on. In terms of the Holocaust, Netanyahu says that uh, Iran has not condemned Holocaust denial and that the regime calls for the destruction of the state of Israel. So there's a whole lot of skepticism here about the uh, Iranian president. Why is Prime Minister Netanyahu pushing that skepticism? And why is he saying things like Rouhani's a wolf in sheep's clothing and not to be fooled by Iran? Doesn't Israel want the nuclear threat to disappear? Sure it does. But, you know, it's saying that this scenario reminds it of North Korea back in, I think, 2007, Uh, North Korea became a nuclear power after engaging in diplomatic negotiations. And uh, Israel's worried that that's what's going to happen here, that Iran says, sure, we will enter negotiations and that Iran will just use that as a as a way to buy time while it, uh, you know, eases sanctions and and has more time to build its nuclear program. I gather there were some pretty sarcastic tweets coming out of uh, Israeli Twitter feeds. Yeah, it was actually the Israeli government's own Twitter feed. Um, it put out a fake LinkedIn profile for the Iranian president. It was basically a, a photoshopped profile that has Hassan Rouhani's picture and lists his job title as 
president of Iran, expert salesman, PR professional, and nuclear proliferation advocate. So, you know, the Israeli message here is very clear that they think Rouhani is, as one minister called it, doing a, a smiley campaign here. <laughs> All right. So at least uh, the Israeli government has a kind of a creative uh, critique of this whole thing. But uh, how about uh, other Israelis? I mean, do they share the skepticism of Netanyahu and the government? I mean, what kind of dissent is there? I've heard a lot of Israelis sort of on the street sharing that view. Yes, they say the world should not be fooled, that they really do agree with Netanyahu's skepticism. And I think most of his government does too. However, you know, Netanyahu made an executive decision that the Israeli delegation at the UN would, would walk out, would boycott the speech that Rouhani gave. And one senior minister actually said, you know, um, that was a mistake. And, you know, we don't want Israel to look like a country that doesn't want a peaceful solution to this problem. I mean, skepticism perhaps is fair, but what happens if the Iran-U.S. relationship goes on to the next...